This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Would you describe your feelings as confident that there will still be a season? I'm not confident, uh, uh, Mike. I, I, I think there's real risk, and um, as long as there's no dialogue, that real risk is going to continue. Oh, Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Major League Baseball. I so swear four days earlier he said 100%. 100% when Carl Ravitch asked him. It's about communication, Brent. Friendships, marriages, salvaging a baseball season, NFL locker rooms, communication. Greeny, he says, ah, not 100%. Yeah. What if Jason Fitz asked him, where would he be? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his third on answer might be. On the fence, he probably uh, said. We have a lot of questions for Jason Fitz. Uh, Major League Baseball will be a topic. Jason Fitz joins us from... First take, your take on ESPN Nationwide and right here in Jacksonville on ESPN 690. What's happening, man? I feel like when I was, if I was talking to Manfred, his first answer would be, I'll uh, answer that question when Greeny asks. I don't think I'm high enough on the totem pole yet. <laughs> hey, speaking of that totem pole, when it comes to uh, uh, marriage, we were just having this yeah. uh, conversation I, I notice more and more, and I know I'm a little late to this party, that people are wearing the rubber or uh, wedding rings. Yeah. And I have a traditional ring, and some people have tattoo uh, as a ring. Uh, what do you got? Uh, just a regular ring. I'll tell you, you know, it, it's really uncomfortable when you're a musician. It's really uncomfortable to wear a ring for a lot of, like for violinists particularly. It, it, it stinks to have a ring on your third finger. Uh, because of what that means when you're playing. So it's actually an adjustment. But the funny thing is everybody knows I'm all tatted up. My left arm is my wedding invite. It says, I need wed, my wife's name, my name, and uh, our anniversary date. Like, it is directly from our wedding invites. Uh, it's how I had it done on my arm. And so it's massive. And when I got it, I was still touring, and I got it because I wanted to basically say thanks to, you know, all the support I get at home that lets me be a touring musician. And I got it, and I came home to my wife, and I'm like, cool. So can I stop wearing the ring at this point? Because it's really uncomfortable in my place. And she, there was an emphatic hell no. I mean, it wasn't even just a, oh. like, that's cute. Don't know. Uh, absolutely. But oh, uh, a lot of guys wear the rubber ones. They're more comfortable. The rubber's more comfortable. Just don't wear, this is my, my word to the wise to everybody, titanium. A lot of people got, like, in love with that titanium rings. The titanium is virtually impossible to cut. So the problem is, if God forbid you have an accident and break your finger or have an issue with that ring, they can't cut it off. They got to cut off your finger. So you know, if you make your living with your hands, like I did as a musician, stay away from titanium. Wow, Coos is getting married here next year. He's getting all sorts of. I see him taking notes uh, right no. about now. So this is good. And this show has done me no service or no justice in the fact that I don't wear a ring. So now my wife's going to hear Jason Fitz, a very acclaimed you know member of ESPN and society in general, and she's going to be like, well, if he can play the fiddle with the ring, why can't you do MMA with the Not ring? Not only that, but he sh she wants some tattoos now, too. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I'm going to get a nice big plate of uh, spaghetti and meatballs. She makes a mean spaghetti and meatballs. We'll put that on there. We'll put a bunch of stuff on there. Thanks for the inspiration, Jason. I can't Jason. imagine MMA, by the way. Like, MMA fighting with the ring on? I cannot imagine like yeah. when i when i lift i hate having like like i lift that much come on but when i'm <laughs> when i actually pick up like the the plastic coated pink weights and and put them up in the air 
Like, the, the, the number of times I'm looking down, I'm like, man, I got this little callus here. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Come on. Now. Thank you, Jason. Can't Thank imagine. you. Kuz, be sure to say that audio and send it to my wife. Uh, Appreciate that's, it. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, Jason Fitz with us from First Take Your Take here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, Major League Baseball is such a mess. I'm a big baseball guy, man. I love baseball. My kids play, and I, I played it. it I, I just love ball. Uh, this is uh, too bad that we're seeing it play out the way it is. Jeff Passan's been a star. I mean, his – his stuff's so good on uh, on what's going on in Major League Baseball. But they've said big week, big week, big week. I mean, now we're a month later in this thing. How, what a disaster. How Everything we said that you couldn't be and couldn't do if you're Major League Baseball back in March when the pandemic hit, they are doing. Yeah, and, and it's unfortunate, guys. And, you know, I, I've come to the conclusion, this isn't breaking hot news or hot takes, but I've come to the conclusion that Rob Manfred needs to be fired. And it's not just because of what's happening today. I think what really struck me last night watching the commissioner speak is even when Adam Silver was asked a difficult question about what if players aren't comfortable due to safety or distraction from social issues not playing, Adam Silver came back and said, we'll respect that. And the word respect just, it hit me. Like, it, it, it gave me goosebumps. And I watched this and I thought, man, uh, that's this is everything about the foundation that was laid. And that's what we're seeing right now because – the players and owners in NBA culture have worked on a foundation of mutual respect. They're capable of having conversations that Major League Baseball isn't capable of. So now, because they have zero mutual respect between the players and the commissioner, the commissioner is sitting on national TV and using his platform as a reason to call out the players, and that's only going to further destroy the relationship. This was a reminder that years of problematic relations have now come up to the forefront because of what we're dealing with right now because of the lack of foundation built. Rob Manfred should be fired because of that more than anything that comes right now. Yeah, I wonder. They've got a CBA coming up in the next year or so. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Do you think it will be a reality? I mean, could we see that uh, on the other side of this whenever this is over? Yeah, I think because somebody's going to have to be the scapegoat, right? Somebody's going to have to be the person to blame. The players aren't going to want to take the blame. The owners aren't going to want to take the blame. So at some point, I believe the tide will turn and it will become easier to point fingers at, you know, what what should have happened in negotiations and the way the negotiations have been handled. And people will blame Rob Manfred without having to step back and realize that, really, Rob Manfred's just a talking piece for your favorite team's owner. So really, you should be sending a note to your favorite team's owner right now. But the fact is, uh, Manfred's easier to blame, so people will go after him instead. Yeah, Jason Fitz with us uh, from First Take Your Take, 1 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday right here on ESPN 690. One more thought on the baseball stuff, at least from me. And I have I, I get a little defensive. Nah, I don't know about defense. That's not the right word. But I just feel like a little bit of the baseball stuff's been over-dramatized, Jason. I, I keep saying people... Uh, seeing people say, well, you, you could have got a whole new generation involved in July and you, you, you're missing an opportunity. Listen, I do believe they're missing an opportunity to be out there and, and one of the sports back. And man, what a culmination it would have been. July 4th, fireworks, baseball, hot dogs, hamburgers, cookouts. We, we get that. Like, I understand it. But, you know, every July baseball plays and there's really not a lot of other sports playing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they've created this generational thing over the last few. They've missed out on that anyway over the years they don't market their stars um am i missing a point here i mean could could major league baseball really have gained that much if they had come back in early july well i mean okay so you make a very very good point i can't take anything away from the point that 
they usually run on un, unopposed right during July. But I think what we're all seeing are these historic numbers being put up by golf and NASCAR. When you start to put that into some sort of mindset of, oh, my God, if people are so hungry for anything that NASCAR ratings can be up 101% on a race, I mean, that's just uh, historic numbers. So I think that's part of why people look at it. I, I, to me, Opportunity would be the name of the entire memoir of this era of Major League Baseball. Because when you start talking about what they haven't accomplished as a sport and what they haven't been able to get done as a sport, I mean, the in my mind, I'm thinking of mic'd up Fourth of July uh, baseball where players are suddenly stars and everybody's getting to see their personalities and this huge win. And to your point, maybe that's not a big win. But then my counterpoint to be would be how have they not capitalized on that year in and year out? So. You know, that's the argument against baseball. I think short-term, long-term, all of it is that they should have been capitalizing. Yeah, and I guess that, that's been my point a little bit. It's like people don't know Mike Trout anyway, Austin. You know, I mean, they don't – not enough know, you know, sure. to get to that next generation. And, and we don't see them enough. They, they, you know, we know Lamar Jackson. We know mm-hmm. Patrick Mumps. Every kid knows him. Yeah. We hardly but, even see Mike Trout. But listen, I mean, is that more Mike Trout, though, too, in his personality, it right? Could be because a little kids bit. know who Bryce Harper is. But the okay. bottom line is I think most people would agree yeah, baseball's but, missed the opportunity to do that over the sure. years. They okay. don't do a good job of it with their stars. Brent, you make a really good point, and I would I would double down on it with Mookie Betts, somebody that, you know, Mookie's got a, a huge Nashville background, obviously, and uh, the local media was covering the fact that Mookie was out at uh, different protests hanging, handing out COVID-19 masks and trying to keep people safe and, and really being a part of the community through all of that. If that had been Tom Brady, we certainly would have heard about it in every possible way. So there is a little bit of a disconnect for some of the players that are MVP caliber superstars that are out in their community that are involved that – have big personalities, those all seem to describe Mookie Betts. So why do we not, as a nation, give a damn about what Mookie does? I can't figure that out. Jason, you kind of mentioned a little bit, you know, with Manfred maybe being the scapegoat, and that's probably how it's going to pan out here. And we've kind of talked about on the show a little bit where how much responsibility falls on the players as well because right now I sit here and it seems like I get it. maybe some players want to play but overall the, the the overall thesis right now that I'm getting from the MLB is that nobody cares and if nobody cares then why should I care why should my son care so I guess my question to you is when the smoke settles you know and we can kind of evaluate the landscape a little bit like will the players come out better just because all the blame we put on Manfred or will we still have short memories and be like you know what the players had a chance to make it right, too, and they didn't. Like, how is it going to pan out? Well, I, I think there's going to be animosity towards everybody. And that's just because, you know, at this point, for all of us, it's hard to be level-headed when you're watching something not happen, right? So, uh, to me, as much as there should be a fair and reasonable conversation about who can afford the losses and, and how all of it's going down, I, I just I think we're way past that point and how people are reacting emotionally. So, when you don't get sports and, and you want to put your emotion behind it and the perception is that this is uh, just me saying this makes me my skin crawl and it'll make your skin crawl hearing it, Austin. But how often did you hear in your life, hey, you're getting paid to play a game, right? Like yeah. people forget the ultimate sacrifice that, that was put, and you know what I mean by ultimate sacrifice, but what you put into your life to be able to play that. No different than how often people would say, I can't believe you get paid to play music. And it's like, well, I can't believe I gave up my entire life to get that opportunity, right? So (laughs) when you look across the board, people are going to say, well, these guys are getting paid to play millions of dollars to play a game. Like, that's such a narrative that runs, and it's stupid, and I hate it, but people are going to say it. Jason, I'm not sure if you watched the, you know, the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa documentary, The Long Gone Summer. Did you watch it? 
Yes. Okay, cool, cool. So obviously more childhood nostalgia, right? I mean, we talked about the last dance a little bit, and then we kind of got to relive some of those moments again. I get you're a little older than I am, but believe it or not, so yesterday we come in and show up, we kind of talk about it a little bit, and I speak into existence. I'm like, if that documentary did anything for me, it reaffirmed the fact that I want to get a Ken Griffey Jr. documentary. And somehow my prayers were answered today where MLB Network is going to release the Ken Griffey Jr. documentary on Father's Day, by the way, I mind you. Very so, nice and appropriate. I hope my wife's listening. Like, yeah, usually we have like a Father's Day little dinner. Nah, no, it's my day, and my day will be spent watching the Ken Griffey Jr. documentary. Jason, how excited are you for the Griffey documentary? Um, and just what did you think about him as a baseball player in general growing up? Oh, man, I mean, this is this is needed. Like, Major League Baseball, if anything, they should have learned over the course of that, that documentary that you know, they were saved not just by home runs. They were saved by personality, right? Like mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa coming into that discussion. And I think we forget what a vibrant personality Ken Griffey Jr. was and how much people flocked to the sport fan or not just to watch him play because he did do everything so well and because he was the guy that was not a jack-of-all-trades, a master-of-all-trades, right? So mm-hmm. when you combine all of that with just this electrifying personality uh, baseball was absolutely saved by, I think, personalities that were fun to watch, and Ken Griffey Jr. in that era among the top of those. So uh, for me, even as a non-baseball diehard fan, I'm flocking to watch anything on Ken Griffey Jr. because it was at that, at that time you you stopped what you were doing to see what he was doing when he was on the diamond. So absolutely, I, I think it's, it's a huge move, and I'm surprised we didn't think of it. Yeah, he made uh, he made baseball cool, no doubt about it. Uh, and, and just like uh, McGuire and Sosa made chicks dig the long ball, um, <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. had that sweet swing. All right, we're going to end with this, and then we'll let you go. But uh, cover of Madden is uh, Lamar Jackson. As a musician, Ooh. what cover did you covet? Is it Rolling oh, Stone? Oh, Rolling Stone, I, right? I, is, it, is it clear as day, or is there something worth it? Unless missing? there's like a fiddle magazine out there. I don't think so. I'm just trying to think. So you're saying what best? Oh, best album cover? Well, no, like uh, like a, a magazine cover from a musical world, like oh, a, ro- like, oh Rolling Stone, it's yeah, clearly Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone. On the cover. I mean, I will, ne- guys, I will never forget when Rolling Stone was out to do an article. They they came out and did like an article on the band Perry at one point when we were having success, and it was like a little four line blurb in some. Ep- I don't even remember which episode of Rolling Stone it was, but just backstage that entire day. Everybody was talking about the fact that holy cow! I can't believe Rolling Stone is here to do this, and like that—that's there is such a power to Rolling Stone to being on the cover of Rolling Stone that that I will never uh, be it. Like I can't imagine what that moment would feel like. I can't imagine how meaningful that moment would be for anybody to get it. I don't know what that feeling was like. I just know that having a reporter I'd never heard of that worked for the the magazine out watching a live show. Man, I brought I brought ten times the energy to that show because it was like, heck yeah, I'm gonna prove it to Rolling Stone. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's good. That's great perspective. That's what I was looking for because you could tell Lamar Jackson is really fired up about being on the cover of Madden. Yep. And uh, I appreciate that. So uh, from both of you. All right, uh, Jason Fitz, thanks for joining us, man. One to three. First take, your take on ESPN across the country and right here in Jacksonville, ESPN six ninety. We'll do it again next week. Can't wait, gentlemen. Have a great week. All right, Thank you, man. Uh, we put him on the spot with a lot of baseball. I know yeah, he's not a diehard baseball, but baseball's in the news right now. And, uh, very good on the, on the whole Manford and uh, trying to make sense of the baseball situation. Brent, dream cover of any magazine you can be on, what is it? It would have been uh, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even really... 
I mean, I had like ESPN, the magazine. I already told you I don't want to be in the body issue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The I think Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. The day, Sports Illustrated still carry a lot of weight. I, I was not also the guy that ran to the mailbox every week to mm-hmm. get Sports Illustrated. I was more of a newspaper guy than a magazine guy. Okay. But I will also say this. Underrated in the magazine, if you will, world was Sporting News. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I love that. It was big, I, wasn't that bigger or not? Was it the same I, size as Sports Illustrated? No, it was a little bigger. bigger yeah, uh, yeah, And yeah. I had... Really get your paws on I that I had thing. a subscription to that, but they... I always thought they did an unbelievable job of covering the baseball side. So, obviously, a baseball fan growing sure. up watched... Uh, I, I did a lot of that. I don't even know if anything would be, like, second place, though, to, seriously, like Sports Illustrated. I mean, like, in the sporting like in the world? sports yeah. realm. You know, I mean, why would I want to be... Like, I don't want to be on GQ. <sighs> oh, it's a shame. I mean... Um, you could, I mean, you could make the case, right? Yeah. Especially with the it's hair. Wear, I mean, you, especially you, you, with the way the hair is flowing. I lately. mean, you're still wearing a V-neck. That's fine, though. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, that's fine. Once I get this rubber silicone <laughs> ring, I might be able to fit into it. I mean, I guess if you want to transcend sports, Time Magazine, Men's Health, Men's Health, yeah, dude, you can. I can so see you on Men's Health, nice black and white eight by ten with your with your arms crossed like this. So like, so you think you know sports media? And it's like Brent Martin. I like feel this. like I feel like to get on Men's Health though, and I don't, could be really wrong. Yeah, but I gotta get like all silver here first. Okay, like right? a little silver fox action yeah, going yeah, on, yeah. maybe. Yeah, like I gotta do it. That's our goal. That's that's the thing, Brent. You, we've been talking about like what kind of challenge could you do to obviously, you know, uh, accomplish something. That's for accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, yes, I you, think yes, he, yes, I think yes, your around story here. He just said, "I have never accomplished anything." What do you want to do anything? with your life, Brent Martin? What do you want to do with your life? <laughs> yes, you're well respected amongst your peers At in the sports media. I haven't accomplished no, a damn you're, thing. You're, it's you're what the he one just said. I want to say you want to have a challenge. <laughs> I say we get you on like some kind of like Spartan workout where you get like a six pack and then you go for the cover of like Men's Health and it's like the bad boy of sports radio, Brent Martineau. What is like a magazine now though that people cover? Like are magazines still a thing? Like I still you know, see them at the grocery store. Yeah, I mean I still think Rolling Stones up there, obviously. Um, what was the one that Kim Kardashian? Did? You remember the Kim Kardashian one where um. She was very, really, like, revealing. I think it was, like, it was like Paper Magazine, maybe it's called? The one where she broke the internet? Yeah, she broke the internet, literally. Yeah, it's Paper. Pa- what, what is that? What is is that, that, like, a music? It's cultural kind of thing? I don't know. It's a magazine. Cause cause I need to know these things for right in your All of a sudden, Demi Lovato is going to be on the next cover, and you know what you're talking about. All I need to know is who's on the cover and what they look like on the cover. Yeah, Paper Magazine. Um, seems Yeah, it seems like it's just it's a 16-page... Like just on society and stuff, just pop culture. Oh, pop culture, yeah, pop magazine. culture. Yep. Only sixteen pages. Uh, the original one was. I don't know. I'm sure oh, it's okay. more now. I don't know. Well, it's yeah. more or less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it it is interesting. Like I don't know who would answer how you would answer that. Like the is that a thing still? Like who's you got any aspirations being in any kind of magazines? No, not really. Folio. Nah. No. No. Folio two point oh. It's yeah, back. It's back, man. Nah. Huh? I don't know. Like, do we do we care about magazines still? Like, I didn't think so, but they're still at grocery stores, and like Rolling Stone, you say is still a thing. Yeah. Uh, like, everything's so online, but yeah. the cover of a magazine is still oh, a thing, man. But like, what would what do you think would get kids 
more hype being on the cover of a magazine or like being the cover of the first page of a website? Like if you went to ESPN and you're yeah, the see, first picture. It's always I'll it's, give it's you amazing. my thought on this. All right. And this might just be a little bit of an older school thought, not like super old school, but I'm kind of getting into that older school thought. <laughs> like I always believe it, it's funny about because we talk about this in the, in the business a lot. The newspaper. Yeah. And the newspaper's dying. I mean, listen, I don't say that critically. I don't say that happily. I love the newspaper. I mean, I just stopped getting the newspaper like a few years ago. I was, I was one of the last ones. Sure. Uh, well, not the last one. There's still some, but not a lot. Uh, and everybody knows that. But there was something about when you were a kid. There's still something about seeing your name in the paper to me. Like, I don't think seeing your name online carries the weight of seeing your name in the paper even today. Mm-hmm. Like if if I tweet about you as a high school kid, mm-hmm. okay, cool. But if the Florida Times Union yeah. puts your name in a little blurb that says you had three touchdowns, I still think for the kid that's cooler sure. than me tweeting about you or on a website, I, I think. Now, that might just be my older school thinking, but I think it carries more weight. Like, it's never crossed over. Like, everybody has crossed over to read the newspaper on online and articles online and click on articles on Twitter. But I don't think the kind of that allure of seeing your name in the paper or seeing your picture in the paper. And I, when I was a kid, man, we're playing baseball. I was like, come on, did I get my name in the paper? Yeah, I saw they sure. were there. Sure. I, no, you're I, not I, lying, I hope man. They took my picture I'm today. Hyped up like, right that was a big lying. thing. But, yeah. like, but I, I don't see... think it's crossed over to seeing yourself on Jacksonville.com or actionnewsjacks.com. No. No. I really don't. But like, and, and like, I never had any of that happen. But part of me thinks like. You know, now, kids who never really had paper like that, if they have Brent Martineau come down to their football game and and he tweets and he's got, oh, my gosh, he's got, you know, so many followers on Twitter and he added me, like – I don't know. I think well, kids would get into that. Well, and damn straight, actually. You know what? Yeah. How you say it like that? You're right. <laughs> I was gonna say a bigger say name, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like, well, who would you have said? Well, I was gonna go national, but <laughs> I mean, name a bigger name than Brett Martin right now. He's That's gonna, gonna cover well, men's say health. Greeny. Okay, say Greeny. Little, little respect, Greeny. <laughs> Or say Greeny. Jason Fitz goes Greeny's to your game and tweets about soon. it. You know what I mean, though? And they, like, tag you. They take the time to, like, tag nah, you in yeah, that yeah. tweet. I think – You know, you, you might be right. That's my yeah. point. I said I was a little old school on it. You could, that's a very good point that these kids didn't grow up with the paper. Yeah. So they never really saw their name in a print uh, or at the driveway going to get it. Or, yeah. So that's fair. I mean, well, they might not care about it. And listen, and from my perspective, too, like, yeah, the, the name of the newspaper, shout out to the Iowa Herald. I mean, I think my grandma still got every single cutout that I was ever mentioned and um, even probably the school. School, school suspensions as well. But that's, uh, that's, that's, that made the paper. That was one How bad were these hey, things? It was a small, it's a small town. <laughs> Brent, I mean, it's a small town. I drove my Escalade through Iowa and it was in the paper, man. Everyone Austin, was talking about it. Austin, Austin tardy comes for back, flexes even, on everyone. Even my like, Channel 9 News was there. Like, oh, Austin Lane with an Escalade in Iowa. First time in history. I, that almost threw me a parade. In the Iowa Herald, they have who was tardy to school. <laughs> <laughs> Got my name in the paper. Pretty much. They, they actually, they, they didn't have student of the month. And I, and, and 
that's spoiler, spoiler. It was every. I mean, every student got to be student month. One I was going to say you like, never yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I got it one time, well, there man. Were Fifty kids in the school. Good point. There you go. So uh, fifty-two weeks in a no, year. Yeah. So, so two people got maybe doubled up. Maybe we'll student of the week then, yeah. But anyways, but no, I think even cooler than having your name in the paper, and this is so cool what you guys still do, Brent, um, with your platform, it's it's the highlight shows for, college, uh, for for high school football. Yeah. You know, where, and let's be honest, I mean, I, I don't know how many high school kids tune into their nightly news, hopefully a lot, obviously, for your sake, Um but, like, there's just something special about, you know, just watching the TV, gather on as a team, and you, you see yourself as the highlight. And, yeah, it's cool on, on YouTube. You can see it, too, as well, and I'm sure you repurpose it, and that's fine. But there's something about live television, watching the news, and all of a sudden you wait till like, the last segment of the night. You know, it's probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Parents starting to get to bed past your bedtime. Nah, ma, got to see these highlights real quick. It's just, it's, it's, it's a cool thing. Well, I grew up with it. I'm sure guys still grew up with I, it to this day. I think you're right on the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I Listen, our high school shows, it, it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, in, in fairness, all the channels, but across the country, it's a thing. Uh, and it's to see high. We get a lot of emails and calls. And um, thankfully, now what's gone away is a little bit. Can you get us a copy? Because it's all online. Of course. So that's kind of nice. But uh that, it, it is a thing. I mean, that that's different, though. I do think seeing the highlight on TV, I get it. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is the still, like, is the paper still carry weight in that respect? And I would say, yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see your picture in the paper mm-hmm. and see your name in the paper as much as the paper is unfortunately a dying breed. Yeah. Uh, I think that still is kind of cool. I mean, unless you're going to prison. But Yeah. L- let me ask you this question <laughs> real quick. And, and this happened to me in college. And for the most part, I got really positive feedback, but there was one person who said that I was super self-centered and conceited when I did this. So at Murray State University, you know, we had, I think it was the Murray Ledger is what they called it. And, you know, there was like a football preview. So, like, they had a nice write-up on me, and it was like a nice big color picture of me. So Very nice. I color. color. Yeah. Dude, color. Hey. Color spare, expense. Spare no expense. Spare no expense that year for Murray State Racers. You don't know how big of that deal that was if it was in color hey who you telling man i put it so here's the story i put that picture with the article i taped it to my wall behind like on my bed right so it goes on my wall i mean is that i mean is that cool or not like yeah i think it's okay okay well then that that one person who thought it wasn't can look look, look where i am now look where you are now that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna call anybody out but that person who knows like a ceo i think about it i think uh, they're like a superintendent of a school which is pretty impressive it's more, more money than i'm making <laughs> but no but i mean i mean did you do that as well like would you cut up the the, the yeah i think that's fair. put them on the wall my bed but i mean i think uh, well, hey it was a small dorm room man. <laughs> And I had to share it with somebody. So what do you want me to do? And the brother, there's a spider's web this that is, is making moves. Does anybody see a tarantula yeah. nearby? Because this spider web, I mean, has been. It's just like a wet. It's like a line. I think it's not it's even a thick, web. Though. You can go fishing with that. But you it's been here for three days, and, I, and it's getting closer to me. Yeah. Well, it's almost on top of you now. So where's that spider? That's a real question. I don't it's know. distracting. Let's go to break. I got to figure this thing out. Please, I have to go when eat we come my lunch. Back, we'll talk a little more sports. You get your name on the radio, maybe. I'm going to put up okay. my room if I, if I do. I'm going to print the it out. Biggest screenshot of the screen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever works. Uh, Real amigos. All right, Brent, say something nice about me. Let's take a screenshot of it. And I'll put it up in my room then. Add it to the scrapbook. Absolutely. You can't do scrapbooks anymore. Yeah. 
That's why. Why would you? They're all online. Digital scrapbooks. That's what social media is. That's what Facebook's for. That's what I say Facebook's for. Poor grandmas out there need something to do now, man. They do. No more scrapbooking. It's a shame. Mm. All right. We'll be back on ESPN 690. All of our medical experts uh, indicated that as testing becomes more prevalent and um, we're going to have positive tests. Our players who are going to be in that, our personnel are going to be involved in the front office. Our league office employees have been involved. So positive tests are going to happen. The issue is, can we obviously prevent as many of those from happening? But in addition, treat them quickly, isolate them, and prevent them from uh, impacting on other uh, personnel. That is Commissioner Roger Goodell. I like the admission that they, they're not naive and they're not ignorant to know that, hey, we're going to have players test positive. Mm-hmm. And at least that's a good starting point. I mean, because it's going to happen. Uh, it's it's part of it. It's part of the population of it. So how they are going to treat it, what are they going to do, uh, what's the quarantine look like, how are they going to have backup players. Uh, there's some talk about Major League Baseball having like a taxi squad, uh, you know, that practice squad in essence right within 100 miles of the stadium yeah. so they can then go get players if they need them in that sense. Well, you know, I, th- I think it's a little easier to do, by the way, in Major League Baseball because I think that like you can have – 20 say you have 25 guys but you could also find 50 players yeah in major league baseball that have similar skill sets like maybe they're not all mike trouts yeah but they might be pretty close to the 23rd guy in the roster a little more difficult in football i'm not so sure the 75th guy in camp is that close to the 48th guy in clan especially guys like even waiting on a call you know like i mean how much how in shape are they right now and things like that like i think think the transition to go from maybe sitting on your couch to play baseball from sitting on your couch to playing football is obviously a greater transition now i I guess it's time to come clean the reason why i've been pushing the jaguars narrative of a three four defense was because well i'm 245 pounds right now and i can see myself playing an outside linebacker hey todd wash said i wasn't a fit for your leo defense back in 2013 well check this out now 245 (laughs) my phone is always on let Uh, me know well the other thing about baseball is you know what you go and pitch you go and hit Uh, there's not this playbook there's not this getting on the same page as everybody i mean there's signs you can learn those in 10 minutes so take me a lot those signs are intense though don't get it twisted <laughs> but no you're absolutely right um yeah i mean well once again like with with no baseball the nfl doesn't really have you know a, a, a sample of what really to do so they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants here but i think they're going about it the right way right like at least everyone seems calm about it they aren't denying it and i get it roger goodell's not a doctor but the, they're they're accepting it, right? Like they're they're being pretty transparent, and once again, and we've talked about it at nauseum, it seems like. But we'll see with, with the third party testing of when once the season's on the line, how that's going to be. But right now, I think in the off season, the NFL is doing the best that they can do. 2021 Pro Bowl going mm-hmm. to Las Vegas. You like it? Are you going? No, no. Um. Why not? I guess you know. I mean, it's so weird. Like ever since they stopped, I mean, when they went to Orlando, and Orlando was great. That's fine. But like, it was always a Hawaii thing to me uh, for whatever reason. Like I don't know if it was just because as a kid and you watch the quarterback challenges and they're always outside and there's palm trees and everything. But now it's kind of gotten you know washed out a little bit and everything. I mean, why not? Vegas is new. Obviously, you missed out on the NFL draft. So yeah, sure, having Vegas, uh, Vegas or Hawaii. For me? Or Orlando. Yeah. 
If you could make a Pro Bowl, where do you want to go? <laughs> now, there's a lot of factors here. See, the obvious answer, people will be like, oh, uh, uh, Hawaii. Well, mm-hmm. you also have to get your – I've always heard from players. It's like the bad thing about Hawaii is that you've got to get your family out to Hawaii. Sure. It costs you a fortune yeah. to go out there. It's well, a great honor. you're making a chunk of change, though, too, in the you Pro do, Bowl. You do, but yeah. still, I've, I've heard they know what – they don't acknowledge how much you're making as much as they're losing – and and the one thing I will say, and, and this is why I think it's an actual question. I, again, hey, Brent, where do you want to go on vacation? Hawaii, Vegas, or Orlando? Okay, I'll go to Hawaii. That's where uh, I'm at. Are you right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do that. Um, and the other places are fine, but if you give me the option to go, I'm going to take Hawaii. Yeah. But I also think there's this about Hawaii. It doesn't seem like the atmosphere is great. When it was in Hawaii, like I, I don't, I don't know if they got tired of it. I don't know. It wasn't. It didn't feel like it. Now maybe somebody could show me a picture, and it's like forty thousand people. I didn't get that in Orlando. I thought, I thought the crowds were really good. I went to the Pro Bowl in Arizona because they'd done it a couple of times where they had it before the Super Bowl in the same spot. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Pro Bowl there. I was down Pro Bowl week in Miami when they did the similar thing. Mm-hmm. Mojo had made the Pro Bowl, so we went down and covered that. And I thought the atmospheres were a little bit better in the States. <laughs> I yeah. say in the States, not like Hawaii's States. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're not going to get people to go out to Hawaii to watch it. Where in Vegas, you can get people converging on Vegas, maybe to make it an appointment, a destination, say, hey, we're going to go to Vegas and we'll go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but see, to me, like, the Pro Bowl, I mean, listen, it, it, it's a game, but it's not a game. Like, obviously, That's players obvious. don't take it serious. So, like, to me, it signifies, like, listen, the season's over. Let's get a, a cool family experience and, and like... That's why Hawaii um, is probably at top of the list for me because I, I visualize like what place would be the best vacation as a family. Now, yes, Hawaii is going to be a little more expensive. Um, the travel arrangements are going to be a little more complicated. But like, listen, I, I've seen Vegas vacation at least a hundred times. Okay, and I've seen, it's like a documentary. Okay. Wouldn't bring my family to Vegas, okay? Wouldn't want Wayne Newton hitting on my wife the entire time, okay? <laughs> that 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 creepy old man. So with that being said, well, it could be good for uh, you know the, the the player out there who's single, is looking to have a good time, and just kind of you know just kind of party the whole week and then go play a meaningless Pro Bowl game. Sure, but I think if you want the family atmosphere, and once again, I'm sure the the board of Vegas Tourism right now is going to shut down the show. But I just think Hawaii is a better atmosphere. We were bringing the family to Vegas, by the way, this year on the tail yeah. end of our trip, so we we're going to find that out. Can and, see the, uh, gonna go see Dan? Wayne. Yeah, you want to see Wayne doing? <laughs> Watch him, Brett. Uh, Steph dude, was maybe excited about dude, that. Dude, the snake in the grass, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> a guy's just waiting for some some guy's wife to fall off the grid. Uh, but you know, that's a very good point, though. It has. See, Orlando was a great destination because Disney. of Disney. Mm-hmm. So it's good family. Uh, destination yeah. and it made a lot of sense i thought and there are a lot of places that could also do that vegas will be different i wonder if guys will bring see what like the jags defensive line group i think for the last couple of years i know this last year they they're they got the end of the season go on a trip out to vegas oh cool you know all together yeah. or as many of them that that can go or or whatever but they've done that so now I wonder if you get almost like this convergence of NFL players, even if they didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Because they'll be like, hey, we'll go over there or we'll go hang out with whoever made the Pro Bowl who we know. And after he's done playing or, you know, we'll go we'll go party. Point being, I think you'll see less families out in Vegas for the very reason you just said. Wayne <laughs> yeah. Newton, of course. Yeah, so it's funny, man. One of, one of the biggest regrets um, of my NFL career didn't even happen on the field. And yeah, there's probably a couple of them. It actually happened during an off season when um, – it was my second year in the NFL, and at the time, my financial advisor also advised guys like Kelvin Johnson um, and some other big name players. And he invited me to go out like on excursion to Vegas, you know, like where everyone from the company got together and just kind of party for the weekend. And like 
My poor Warwick mind is like, dude, I don't make Calvin Johnson money. I'm still on my rookie contract right now. Okay. And like, I, you know how that goes down in Absolutely. Vegas, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've never been there, but trust me, there's, you're, you are going spent. to the VIP room. Yeah, exactly. So what, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to watch Kelvin Johnson buy bottles of VIP while I'm at the Tropicana just sitting by myself <laughs> at, at the bar playing, you know, $5 blackjack? Like, to me, it didn't seem like a great time. Well, then I saw pictures and everything because at the time, my financial advisor posted them. I'm like, ugh, I missed out, man. But it is what oh, it so is. Oh, so you didn't go? Oh, I didn't go. No. Because I, because I, I, you know what? That was that was the mature Austin. Because that was the right thing to do. That was not right. the Austin that bought rims. That was not. The, well, that's probably why I didn't go. <laughs> I spent like five G's on my rims. I didn't have any money left. I had to get through the season to even cover, make ends meet. That's a, yeah. that is grown up of you to not go out there. I know. That's impressive. Well, as I'm saying now, because I regret it, but it is <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, hey, we asked a question earlier uh, in the show: uh, silicone or rubber ring, traditional <laughs> ring or tattoo ring? Yeah. Uh, one response is I wear my silicone one when I'm working. He's a tradesman. The yep. nice one comes out here and there if we do something. Okay. Makes a lot of sense to me. TFS Godfather says yes. Just celebrated 34 years this past Sunday, Dang. which looks like a uh, silicone rubber ring. He's got a Jags logo on it. Cool. Oh, how about that? Let me see that. Like I knew they made credit cards for sports teams. I didn't yeah. know they made wedding rings for sports teams. That's see? silicone? ESPN 690 That's has cool. a chance. Now we're talking, man. ESPN 690 wedding rings. Coos. 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 You're going to have to be the first one, Coos. Coos. Let's go ahead and try that out a little bit, huh? Ask Nancy if it's okay. <laughs> just, uh, just give her some I'll John Mayer her. tickets. <laughs> just, just give her those John Mayer tickets. Just tweet her right now. Hey, I got those John Mayer tickets for you. Heard you're interested from 10 years ago. Kevin says, wife is an ER nurse. She's been wearing the female version for about a year when she goes to work. Better than getting blood and crap all over the band rock every time in her case. Uh, very true. Yeah. Uh, uh, Daniel says, uh, yeah, especially while working out. Killed my ring finger if I wore my metal one while training. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, flex. That was a little bit of a flex, but I like it. Yeah, well, yeah, it didn't add how much he lifts. Yeah. Um, is that all we got? Yeah, I think that's all we got for now. But uh, sure. interesting comments on the uh, on the ring. I've I've got something. We're going to get into a little bit of the Madden uh, talk and, and some, some Jaguars and where they could rank and if you like the game a little bit. Madden, you said, will come out what in uh, right around football season? Uh, it's uh, usually like I think August, second week or third week in August. Okay, yeah, yeah because you see him all over the locker room. Actually, you guys get of course uh, copies of it. And Lamar Jackson is on the um, cover this year. But before we get to that, I had a leftover topic from the weekend from yesterday. I want to ask you a little bit about mm-hmm. Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs coach. Legendary coach, mm-hmm. much like Steve Kerr, I would put him in this category. And there might be others have been very critical of President Trump at times openly, but also let's take it away from the political end for a moment and say very open and uh, not sitting on a fence when it comes to some social issues at times. I think players appreciate that. They took stances and, and yeah. usually having the players back. Mm-hmm. Uh, If you will. Yeah. NBA is a very liberal league as it is. And I think uh, these guys have made it clear as day. They're pretty liberal on on that side as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fair enough. Right. Yeah. yeah, No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. My question to you is over the weekend, he ripped Goodell, Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, for not taking more of a stance years ago with the Kaepernick situation Mm -hmm. and what he called basically 
uh, you know, cowering to uh, the, the thoughts of President Trump at the time. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't take the politics side out of it, even though I understand that it's a little bit a part of it. Popovich goes after Goodell, essentially. He does. How much of this I, – I don't get like this very often. I'm okay, and I have to kind of ask myself this over and over again when I, when I thought about it. But I'm just going to be honest and share my first thought. How much was like, all right, Pop, like I'll kind of – it's okay that you speak out like him, Kerr does too. Like I appreciate that about coaches. Everybody else is so tight to the vest. Like eh, maybe we don't all agree all the time or no, not everybody agrees, but I appreciate that you speak out. You protect your players. You defend your players. But my first reaction to that one was kind of like stay in your lane. Yeah. On Popovich. Is, is that a, is that a no, okay so, reaction to have? I'm not sure. It's like well, – it's almost like sometimes I hear a little bit too much. But I, I want to be careful because, like, LeBron James, didn't he do something with Major League Baseball like that a few months back where he kind of commented about what was going on? I want to say it was in maybe. Major League okay. Baseball. Okay. And people were like, stay in the lane. And I'm like, ah, wait a minute now. Everybody can have an opinion. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's where I get mixed up on. I'm like, well, everybody can have an opinion. But I, I just don't. I don't know. I thought it was a little misplaced was my first reaction from just the idea. Forget about what was said. Mm-hmm. The idea that Popovich is is saying something about another commissioner in another sport. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I think in terms of social issues, like Popovich has any. I mean, listen, you can make the argument. Well, why is he talking about Donald Trump? I mean, why are you talking about Raj Goodell? You know, you, you put it in the same category. But I don't know if I do, though, because everybody okay. has a right to like uh, like they have a right to vote, you know, and, and stuff like that. Again, right to an opinion with Goodell, but it's not his league. It sure. just felt different. Like it's almost like if you want to uh, say something about politics and how you believe, well, it's almost like, OK, want to say something about religion, what you believe in your platform. It's OK. Yeah. It's like, but I don't know. Should Popovich, a head coach in the NBA, be crossing over but, to the well, NFL and getting in their business? I mean, but. Yeah, but at the same point, Brent, like we come on this show all the time, and and we rip national analysts who think say things that we don't agree with, yeah. you know, and, and like that's not us staying in our lane, that's us having an opinion. But sure. I, I, let's get, be well, honest, though, we get paid for our opinion. Well, and our job doesn't. is to get in everybody's business. Exactly. No, for <laughs> sure, for sure. No, listen, I, I think Popovich has every right to comment on Roger Goodell, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't like the context, okay? Because once again, you know, we're this is the culture right now where we pull receipts, and and I get it. You hold people accountable. Accountability is absolute. But let's be honest right now. You know, and we talked about this with Maurice Jones Drew a little bit. Roger Goodell has kind of come around on the player's side a little bit. You know, he's he's at least making an effort to support players and their causes, you know, and then the right to protest. Now, that's different than what Roger Goodell was, you know, five, or four or five years ago. So the fact that Popovich is really pulling receipts of the same, well, where were you a couple of years ago? Listen, yeah, we can all ask that question, but what's important right now is the final destination, right? Right now where we're at today is Roger Goodell seems to be supporting his players, okay? Like, I, I think sometimes we want to we wanna cancel people out or we want to call people out, but like we don't admire the change that they actually made, you know? Like, if anything, Popovich calling Roger Goodell, it should be like, yeah, look at him. Four or five years ago, look where he was. And now look at where he's at. You know, like, now that's, that can be a way of making your point, but also being productive. I just don't think there's any way to be productive when you call somebody out and they've already tried to make the change. Yeah, it, it is, uh, it, it's fascinating. You know, Greenberg asked a really good question yesterday. And I guess maybe he's been talking about it on some of his shows on TV and I just missed it. But he asked a question and I'm, I'm flat out stealing it. But it comes to light in this specific issue and because I actually said it to myself when I saw the the 
quote from Goodell mm-hmm. when he said, hey, I, I encourage a team to sign Kaepernick. And mm-hmm. your first reaction to that is that the commissioner saying this, I was like, where were you a few years ago? Sure. Like, that is an instant reaction. Like, where were you on that? Like, but the next question, and this is what Greenberg asked, and I thought is really powerful, really interesting, and, if, and you get a deep dive on it probably yourself, is why the change? Mm. What has prompted this change? I think he asked it to Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's like, why it, Why do we – we've all said this, right, over the last few weeks. This feels different, yeah. right? People were on board. We started the show even today. We said, absolutely right. You know, we're talking about, hey, it's okay to say things now that you wouldn't say for college players, for, for Kaepernick uh, defenders, mm-hmm. for – couldn't say those things without whoa a few years ago why mm-hmm. you know it is an interesting question why i don't know if i have the answer yeah i thought he posed an interesting question though and it, it's and goodell is really almost like the poster child to that sure it's like you could have done this years ago you could have helped prompt change you could have helped prompt mm-hmm. you know a, a faster move toward uh, this movement Listen, why now? And, and maybe he was in the owner's pockets maybe he tried to appease the owners more than the players and, and maybe that's the case but I just go back to the point that I'm trying to make now. I'm all for pulling out receipts, and I'm all for looking back on the timeline and calling people out. But when you do that, and I get every case is different, so it's hard for me to comment on one case. But when you pull out the receipts and when you call somebody out, it has to be for a reason. And usually that reason should be, you know what? They have to take accountability, right? I'm trying to teach them a lesson. Like, listen, you can't do this stuff. Get better. Be better. I mean, I've done it myself. I did it myself with a kombucha company, okay? They said something I didn't agree with. I put them on blast and I'm done with them, and it is what it is, okay? But, like, with Roger Goodell's case and Popovich's case, what was the point, okay? Because Roger Goodell is making progress. He is trying to encourage people to hire Colin Kaepernick. Now, listen, I don't know what got him from point A to point B. And right now, to be fair, I'm not sure that's really important. But what's important is if you pull out the receipts and you call somebody out, do it for a reason. And I think when you call Roger Goodell like Popovich did, there's no point to it because he's already changed. He's trying to be a better person. So why call him out? Yeah, it's well said. And, yeah. and I think as you say that, something runs through my mind is that if you think about Goodell's case, there's an there's an acknowledgement that, hey, you're right. We should have done more. Sure. So why? Why piggyback on that? Yeah. You know, why beat that down yeah. when the guy already acknowledged it? In exactly. his statement, he said, we should have listened yeah. more. Matt Ryan said last night when answering that question from Greenberg, hey, we should have been doing more. We're late, but we got to do what we can now. We're here now. You yeah. know, so it's I, I like that viewpoint, by the way. I just mm-hmm. thought it is a powerful question, though, and, and something yeah. that the history books may tell us uh, more than we can even answer correctly uh, right this moment. When we come back, Matt and cover... But Madden players, how much do the players really care about it? And what would the Jags look like in the 2021 edition? Next on ESPN 6.9. Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Save big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. Save big. 